Why do people cheat? What is the causes of divorce? Should couples have joint finances? Who's more vain, men or women? Is bad sex a deal breaker? Polygamy versus monogamy. The ins and the outs. The ups and the downs of love, lust, and relationships. This is a candid conversation that you definitely want to be a part of. I am your host and this is Just My Two Cent. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram to share yours. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Just My Two Cents. I am your host, Carell, here with my co-host, Kareem. No Kyle. Um, today's episode, we will be discussing old news, fresh wounds. Let's hear what the people have to say about the question of the day. This is the QOTD of IG, where we ask the people of Instagram to share your two cents. If you are following us on social media, make sure you go on Just My Two Cents podcast page on Instagram and vote on the poll of today. If you are not following us yet, make sure you go follow us. And then vote on the poll and set and let us know does old relationships affect your current one. So I have a couple of signs here that your old relationship does affect your current one. But um, first we gonna get to my my bald head bestie over there and let me know what you think. You, you know it's funny because over social media has been this question that uh, people have been posting. Uh, it says that men give women relationship advice, and that was one of the things that I actually put on the relationship advice you know get over your ex before you move on to the next and a lot of people it's not just for women but it's for men and women a lot of people don't take the time to properly heal between relationships so you take old wounds into a new situation and you get the same result because you're hurt you're broken and you really don't know how to express that or love that person or sometimes you look for someone to try to heal you when that's not that person's job. Yeah. Like people are supposed to compliment you in relationships. You know what I mean? They're not supposed to complete you. You're supposed to come into the relationship complete. And if someone has to do that for you, it's not gonna it's not gonna last long. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, well, sign number one. Oh, actually, I, I got something to say. I got a comment too. So I feel like a lot of times, especially if if someone broke up with you, then if it didn't end the way you would have liked it to, you definitely holding on to that thing. And um, all right, number- and another thing though, before you even jump into that, like I've noticed, and I don't want to speak for all men, but just from like men that I've known, like men when men get hurt in relationships it is hard for them to let down that guard and actually move forward and be, you know, better into another relationship. Like it's, I think it's harder for men to actually uh, trust after they, you know, after they had their heart broken. Yeah. I definitely think a lot of people hold stuff against their current partner based on past. um, Right relationships or things that have happened to them in the past and it doesn't even necessarily have to be um a past romantic relationship it could Mm -hmm. be a relationship with one of your uh parental figures or somebody in your family it could be 
a situation that happened between you and a friend and, and maybe now that has caused you to second guess the way everybody thinks. But um yeah, it's about right. Said than done to get over yeah. past trauma in any aspect. But um number one, you always attract the same type of people. Mm. And I would say if if you you still looking to date Bubba Gump from <laughs> I mean that was like your last boyfriend. That's that's what's still attracting you then. I'm not gonna say you deserve what you get, but you cannot expect mm -hmm. for it to go in a different direction if he has all the same qualities as this the last bubble gum. What what would you say? And that's true because if you're not paying attention to the last guy, like I think a lot of women and I don't want to generalize and speak for all women, but sometimes you get caught up in I wanna say like uh kind of like how you like that bad boy look on men sometimes you kind of like keep falling for that same guy either some women like the guys that are in the streets or just right. certain characteristics of that person and if you keep picking the same person clearly you're not healing or you're not learning something about yourself before you put yourself back out there with the same person so I, I'm not now. I'm not gonna say you deserve what you get. <laughs> no, I ain't I'm that. not gonna say that. But no, I understand what you're saying. Like you cannot keep going into situations with the same person and looking for different results. Like if he has all of the characteristics of the same guy, just a different face, a different name, then you know it's it's going to be the same situations. That's why it's important for you to heal and understand that, so you can see these things. But if you're not healing, basically you just looking for somebody to kind of like help or i guess temporarily give you a fix right in a sense so empathetic people are uh i guess you would say like fixers so if you if you dated someone who was maybe an alcoholic or a drug abuser or uh whatever the characteristic is and that relationship in the past didn't end well, you may too go to the same kind of person again thinking, oh, that one didn't work, but I could fix this one. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, you definitely can't go into something being a fixer. Like, no, <laughs> you can't have a broken heart looking for a fixer. You know what I mean? That's, that's a lot to put onto somebody if you're not, fully healed now it's, it's one thing sometimes people aren't fully healed but they can cope with it and actually deal with it and that's something they're able to communicate with the person that they go into a, a start dating or you know even get into a relationship with that way we can kind of figure it out together but you can understand that you have to heal because can't nobody heal you that's you have to do that on your own like can't nobody do that for you so yeah all right, well, number two says you have tainted joys. So Dr. Mm. Neo, um, a doctor of psychology and founder of the Detox Your Heart, said that um, a bad relationship can give you, a, give you tainted pleasures. These are things or experiences that were once important to you or that you used to enjoy, but because they are connected to your previous partner, you can't stand them anymore or you feel guilty for enjoying it or revisiting the same thing, um, re-traumatizing yourself. 
I've never heard of that tainted joys, but that's actually interesting. It's but it does make sense. It. Yeah. Yeah, it does it definitely makes sense because if you're used to doing something with your past uh your past uh relationship, like maybe y'all used to go to the movies every Friday or something that y'all thing, you know what I mean? Something that was your thing. And then it's like when you get into another relationship, you kind of dread doing it with that person. So yeah, I'll kind of see that. Look at it as um, before learning about the tainted joy terminology, I just mm-hmm. always said I had deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> Where I would be doing something and it reminded me of something that happened before. Oh, I was I was here before. This happened before. But um, right. I mean, I, I, I cannot remember what I was watching. And uh, I think, <laughs> I forget what it was, but somebody, it was a guy. I think it was a movie. And somebody made him a sandwich, and he was reminiscing about his girl, like uh, such and such used to make. Matter of fact, I'm sorry, that was the Martin episode. I was just about to say, I feel like he was like, "Yo, Gina used to make the best sandwiches," (laughs) you know, because that was giving you that, you know, anything like that, that that hurt you or you brought it up. It definitely works, like you said, deja vu, but it definitely works like that. I, I never knew of the terminology tainted joys. Which actually does actually a really good terminology for it because you really don't enjoy as as all of the things that you used to that you did with this person, especially if it was in like a really long relationship and it ended bad. Right. Some of the things you might not want to do that you used to do. Well, shout out to Dr. Neo for giving us a little insight with the tainted joy. Uh, right. Number three is you have hangups around physical intimacy so sometimes the signs might not be apparent until you are in a bedroom uh dr neo said people can have sexual hangups around their previous relationships for various reasons for instance when people feel they cannot be sexually intimate because of their ex-partner she said we're not just talking about general sex but also certain positions certain ways in which a person touches them or how they see themselves sensually. Really importantly, a big sign is if you say to yourself, I am not going to think about it, but if it still owns your owns you emotionally in the middle of the night, or if you're triggered or stressed, then it still affects you. And um, if that is the case, that's, that's really, really deep. I, I feel like you may need to sit down with somebody. Yeah, I've never- and Get over those traumas. Right, especially something like in the in the bedroom, like that's yeah. That, I never never really even thought of that. Actually, to be quite honest with you, I but mean, I I'm not saying sexual intimacy is everything, but if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you right, you're not allowing any intimacy, like not to get to know you as a person, the real you, the inside, what hurt you, what didn't hurt you, then yeah, you probably, before you even attempt to get into another relationship, should be Right, I think, and that's the thing, like, we usually hear about stuff like that with, like, sexually abused or rape victims. Right. But I've never really heard of that, like, with someone, you know, just coming out of a, a mutual relationship. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that one. Well, what not about... it don't happen. What about if you struggle to communicate about things that upset you? Oh, yeah, that's definitely. That's definitely. That's like number one. Most <laughs> yeah. 
Right, and that's that's not even from overly. That's from you know tr- childhoods, parenthoods, like everything with that one. Like definitely, people. Um, yeah, if you struggle to communicate, that's that's like the biggest thing, though. And you know, like, you just said with childhood and dealing with your parents, it could definitely stem from there with a lot of people because a lot of people, especially in this day and age, they don't they don't pay their kids their much attention. Like, you know, they be crying out for help or, you know, just wanting to talk, wanting attention, wanting certain things and parents brush them off like kids don't have a say or what they think and feel is not important. Right. Right. I've learned that. um, One thing I did learn that was with uh, Austin, you know, I guess probably like most men raising boys, you kind of push that toughness onto them. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn early because he started expressing it at like two or three, like, and he still does it now. Like when you talk to him and you can't just shut him down. And I had to learn that really, really early. Like he'll whine. I'd be like, stop whining. And then it got to a point where my wife was like, stop doing that to him. So I actually started, stop doing it and start listening to him because he likes to express himself. Like he'll tell you why he's mad and he wants to kind of like talk about it. Right, and I've learned to not do that, and kind of just let him talk talk through his you know his little tantrum or however he's feeling, and kind of understand it. So yeah, kids teach you a lot too. And I think I think that's really good that he is able to do that at such a young age. He's a cancer. Cancers are emotional, very emotional people. <laughs> so. But when he did that, it was it was definitely interesting to, to watch it. And like I said, for me to learn, because had he not been like that, I probably would be trying to do the same things, you know, just pushing that, you know, be tough on him. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is your wounds are not healed. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's, that's the whole point of everything that's going on. If you don't, like sometimes if you may feel you need to come out of a relationship and actually seek seek therapy, if that's something you feel you need, or sometimes you just need to be by yourself and learn yourself. Like people don't understand that you can't try to get to know somebody if you don't know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't work that way. Like, And a lot of people go into relationships not really knowing who they are, trying to learn somebody else. And now while you learn who this person is and what they like, you're forming yourself into this person that they're describing to you. And that's not who you are. Next thing you know, boom, you're stuck in a relationship and you're somebody else. Number six is you're constantly anxious. Hmm. You tend to take things more personally and more impulsively react causing a lot of conflict in all kinds of relationships. The natural reaction to anxiety is avoidance. So unless you had really good models of people who are emotionally secure and open and can communicate, excuse me, it's actually a skill that has to be learned. And I honestly think uh, it takes people longer to get to a place where they realize that they have to learn this skill mm-hmm. um because people think they got it all figured out and a lot of times you don't it, it just makes me feel like you know today 
a lot of people are um, more insecure and um, emotionally unbalanced. You see a lot of suicide now. So I'm, I'm, I feel like, is this new? Did we not pay attention to it before? Like, you know, today in 2020 opposed to 50 years ago. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, I, I think, I think now, I think back as far as back then, you know, people were actually staying together right. much longer. But now you have people jumping from relationship to relationship, like I said, not knowing who they are. And then you, you know, you bring in something into all of this baggage into a whole new relationship. Mm-hmm. It didn't work then. And it, half the time it might not work now. So it's one of those things where, like I said, you definitely have to learn who you are learn how to communicate, just be by yourself. People do not like to be by themselves. Yeah. It's always, I guess the whole thing with society too, like you got to be married, like we talk about, you got to be married by a certain age, got to have kids by a certain age. I think people need to do away with what used to be the norms in life. You know what I mean? Like there's no rush to do anything, no rush to have kids, any of that stuff. But you really do need to take time because that's that's your mental, that's your spiritual, your emotional, everything. That's how you run. You know what I mean? That's how your body is running. Like you cannot be out here an emotional wretch trying to be in a relationship. Because like you said, triggers. Everything that that person does, the new person does, is going to trigger you because you're still holding on to how things used to be in your past relationship. And they might not even be doing nothing. But those little triggers is going to cause you to either become anxious, aggressive, combative, or everything in that relationship. And people don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, people don't understand. If you don't communicate, that person may not understand why you're like this. Therefore, I'm not trying to really deal with that. It's like, I don't, I, I ain't signed up for that. I definitely would say, though, um, people put a lot of emphasis on society's views and where they should be in their life but it is so much better to live a peaceful life by yourself than to be in an unhappy relationship right right it's gonna be like being in sink and sin like just a downward slow spiral Mm -hmm. well it's not a spiral in sink and sin but you you know however long it takes you to get over that relationship but you'll get over it Right. You'll be happy, but if you stay there, you're just going to be miserable for as long as you decide to stick it out. So you're better off just rolling, dealing with yourself, and be happy. Number seven, you disrespect yourself. If you have had a past relationship that was difficult, abusive, or um, asymmetrical in some way, you may disrespect yourself as a result of things... Um, your ex-partner said, according to Dr. Neo, we tell ourselves things like, you're stupid, how could you do this again, as we scold ourselves all the time like this is a broken record in our heads. But if you think carefully and think about those who voice, you'll realize, actually, that it's not your voice, you've just taken it on. It could be your father's or your ex-partner's. This voice makes you question and judge yourself, especially because of what he or she told you in the past, and it affects your behavior. 
And I feel like we need to get Dr. Neil on just my two cents <laughs> podcast because sis is talking that stuff. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And you also disrespect yourself by how much you'll tolerate. Like, right. if you feel you need that person because you are hurting, if that person walks all over you or if the person cheats on you or whatever, you're disrespecting yourself by not even putting your foot down or even walking away. Not saying that everybody walks away from an infidelity, but if you're a person that's hurt and you're looking for someone to love you, you'll put up with a lot of stuff yeah. that you wouldn't normally deal with. So yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Or like you said, you calling yourself dumb because you feel you did something wrong or he feels you or he or she feels you did something wrong when you really didn't. So when you get like that, it'll be some men or some women that are playing mind games with you <laughs> and, and try to walk all over you. Yeah. Um, what about if you relive and recreate the past in your head? After being hurt, you may find things running through your head over and over again. So some people experience this so vividly, it's like reliving the trauma. Yeah, you definitely got to let that go. You got to let that go. Because it's... I mean, I'm it's, sure it's, it's easier point. said than done, yeah, but... For sure. It, I'm, and that's the thing. Like, it's always easier said than done. But what will it take for you to, like, really just sit down and try to figure that part out? Like, you have to be by yourself for a while. You can't just jump from relationship to relationship. You have to be by yourself for a while. You can't force anything. Yeah. You can't expect anything. You know what I mean? Especially I don't want to say like, you have to be by yourself, but um, you do need to uh, reconnect with who you are and realize right. the things that you want and you don't want the things that you are going to tolerate and not tolerate opposed to jumping back in and not really letting those old wounds heal. Right. And that's what I mean. You just have to sit down just for just a little bit until you feel you're ready. Like you be with your friends and you see they dating or they're, you know, in and out of, you know, situations and you feel you want to jump back in. But if you feel honestly, you're not ready. Don't put yourself in that situation and don't put that other person in that situation because that person may be ready for something. You come along, then you might damage that person. Now that person got set back mm -hmm. just by dealing with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and like I said, like you said, it's easier said than done. And people, you know, people tend to do what's best for them in the moment, not really looking long term. And it always doesn't work out. Uh, our next sign is that you are always looking over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. That do sound crazy, but right, if, like if, if, you've been, if you've been through a traumatic or abusive uh, experience or relationship, you might feel like, oh, everybody is like that or everybody is out to get you. Yeah, see, now, now with that situation, yes, but oh, you know what? Not even with that. Even without... Uh, being in an abusive relationship that's just like if your old boyfriend was always telling you he was going somewhere but he really wasn't he was cheating on you little things that trigger you from your past relationship if this other person kind of starts to do that things are going to trigger you so it's like even if that person is not doing nothing wrong 
you're going to pay attention to the signs that you got from the bad relationship and it's going to trigger you every time until you kind of deal with it. And that's bad because that's almost like, you know, paying for somebody else's mistakes, basically. So now I got to be on pins and needles and kind of like, you know, watch how I move so I, I won't trigger you. And like I said, for some people, it may work if your communication is good and you say, listen, I've been hurt before, this, this, this. If if I can't sit down and like kind of talk you through it, then if it's that deeply rooted in you, you really might want to see a therapist to kind of help you through it. And then we can work with that. Because as long as I know you're seeing someone and you're trying to deal with that, we can work with it. I'm a little more, a little more lenient with when you lash out for certain things because I know what's going on with you. You know what I mean? But I also know you're trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a little different. So, but you can't just not say anything and you lashing out and then it's like, well, what the hell did I do? Like, I don't know what's going on. That kind of brings me to uh, the next sign, which is there is no trust. And, yeah. and this reminds me of about invading privacy and boundaries. Mm. So, uh, and not to say that every relationship is going to experience cheating or infidelity or whatever, but in this case, if you were cheated on in the past, the lack of trust can make its way into your your next relationship. Right, right. Um, which will also lead to numerous disagreements, arguments, and, and even breakups. Yeah, like you cannot... I mean, everybody is different. So you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, even if you had that lack of trust in your last relationship, you have to still give that new person the benefit of the doubt until they prove you wrong or do something that makes you question their, you know, their integrity or that you know, right. breaks that trust. But you cannot, like, that's one of the biggest things. Like, don't nobody want to go into a new relationship and you don't trust me. And you pay like, for nah. mistake. Yeah, like, like, nah, we, we, we not having that one. And the lack of trust can manifest in controlling and paranoid behaviors, such as, let me see your phone, let me check your messages, who you've been talking to, let me see what's going on on your IG. Right, and that's the whole privacy thing we was talking about, because if you're a person that's used to not going through those type of things, you're going to be looking at her, you know, him or her like, like, no, like, we're not doing that. But then again, because you don't trust me, that's just going to cause argument after argument. And don't nobody, especially in no new relationship, nobody want to be arguing. I ain't got time for that. Not not on our second day of dating anyway. Right. Like, girl, go on. Take this to go plate and get up out of here. I'm out. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, ain't nobody doing that. Especially and if I, what is it, two for two you at uh, Fridays? What? Two for two you. So Ain't it two for two at Fridays? I'm going to be so upset. Two for 20? Yeah, two for 20. There you go. <laughs> the last sign that I want to uh, share in this episode is that you push people, you push people away. Some people push people away that they love and they uh, can sometimes do this because of a bad relationship or trauma in their childhood. 
This can uh, manifest as fear of commitment. Uh, as for many, this is a response to the possibility of being hurt again. Essentially, you might be scared to be abandoned. Yeah, that, that stems, like we said, from all, all across the board, from your upbringing to previous relationships, friendships, any of that. Like if you if you actually have been traumatized, like sometimes you cannot open up. You can. It, it's just it's just hard for some people to actually open up and be vulnerable Absolutely. with someone after they've experienced so much. Like you just you just closed off. Now that that's something I think you definitely will probably have to see like a therapist about because if you don't let anyone in then uh, you know i don't know how that's gonna work especially with dating if you're always on edge like it won't work yeah. and again people don't feel as if they have to put up with that especially in the beginning you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm looking for a stress-free environment <laughs> i don't want to have to take on so much of your issues you know that's, right. that's, that's husband, he always says like I can tolerate not being happy every day at work or uh, everything is peaches and cream amongst my friends but what I don't want is to be home and it not be a happy home right right and I, and I that's supposed to be your place of peace you right. come home not saying that even everything is going to be you know, good day in and day out, sunshines and flowers and roses or whatever. But when you come home, you just want that peace to be able to sit down, talk, mm -hmm. hug, kiss, whatever it is. But nah, definitely, that's that's just too much. All right, so on that note, what we got for this listener letter this week? You gonna answer this one. All right, this one actually came with a title. This one says, it takes two to tango, Yes, but it does. Three's a crowd. But three's no. a crowd. Okay, it says, hey, guys, my longtime boyfriend and I recently gotten married. We've been together for a total of 12 years, and we've only been married for seven months. A few weeks ago, he expressed his frustrations about our sex life and said that he's okay with it, but not completely happy. So I asked him, what will make you happy? Is it me dressing up more lingerie, role-playing? Should we try toys, different positions? Hell, I even suggested anal. He turned down every option and proceeded to say to me, a threesome would make me happy. I mean, I'm down for some freaky shit, but bringing another woman into my bedroom is something that I cannot do. I love my husband and would do anything within my morals to make him happy, but this is something I will not bend on. Can you guys give me some advice as to how to handle this situation? Well, it doesn't sound like she want advice. If it's something that she ain't going to bend on, then you already got your mind made up. Now, I'm not saying it is right or it is wrong, but um, if if that's not something that you're willing to do, then, I mean, and it sounds like it's things that y'all haven't done that you could still explore and would spruce things up, change it up a little bit. So, I think... I mean that has to be a last resort, if if a resort at all. 
Right. Now, for me, me personally, I don't speak for all men, but for me, as a married man, a threesome is out of the question. Like, I think those things like that is something you do in your younger days. Like, maybe you go on vacation, y'all hook up with somebody you ain't going to see, and that's that. But once you get married, I don't think it's room for any of that type of stuff. Like, that threesomes and all of that. Like, yeah. you know, unless you swingers or that's your lifestyle and both of y'all are on that vibe, I'm not condoning it, but if both of y'all are on that vibe and that's what y'all do, then that's fine. But to try to impose that onto her, I feel like now that y'all got married, maybe he feels like he has a little more Well, he didn't, he didn't impose. She suggested uh, what can we do to get, get the ball moving? Yeah, but he said the threesome. She suggested all of the other stuff. But he wasn't going to say nothing unless she asked. Well, it was him who brought up the frustration, meaning it it just may have been something that was probably on his mind already. Because how do you skip from all of that stuff straight into a threesome? So that had to be on his mind. And maybe he felt that now that you're his wife, that that's something that you should do. Now, I'm not about to sit here and say, you know, get a divorce and, and all of that stuff. But talk to him. And let him know that that's not something you're willing to bend on. Now, if that becomes a problem for him and he feels he wants to leave because of that, then by all means, I mean, let him rule. I'm not, look, I'm just saying, because you can't bend on certain things. Like, like right. that's, that's a lot, especially if you're not comfortable with that. Like, no, you can't be, that's not nothing that I, I, I'm into. Like, I don't, I definitely wouldn't bring it into my marriage at all. So I'm, that's, that's not, I'm not into that. So just express your frustration with what he proposed. A couple that brought uh, other people into their marriage. How did that go? They're divorced. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, you know what you can do? He said a threesome. Suggest that you bring a man instead of a woman. And, and, and look at his face and see what he said. Now, what if you say, all right, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> thinking about that one, but <laughs> no, he probably would. He probably would look at you crazy. <laughs> okay, look, let's get serious now. <laughs> what you said it? You is a fool. But no, seriously, if that's something you cannot do, sit down, express <laughs> express to him your frustrations as to what he proposed. And see where y'all go from there. You suggested a lot of things that would be a lot fun to a lot of other people. So it should be fun to him to go from there. And hopefully this threesome thing never pops back up. You got anything else? Nope. As always, we wish you the best of luck. We hope things work out. And give us an update, please. Yeah, you can give us an update. Let us know how things work out. All right, well, I am Corel. I am Kareem, and this is just our two cents. Peace. <laughs>Well, that's it. That's our show for today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to join a conversation about this week's episode. And subscribe to Just My Two Cents Podcast to catch all new episodes. Wait, you mean to tell me it's over?
I gotta wait the next week? Oh, man.